Blazonation, time to save the date. Our sponsoring partner, the Campaign for Black Male Achievements, is hosting their 10th anniversary gala on Thursday, October 18th in New York City. Join CBME as they celebrate this 10th anniversary and to commemorate a decade of growth and impact, both for the organization and a broader Black Male Achievement movement. Funds that are raised from this gala are going to be used to further expand upon the mission to build beloved communities for Black men and boys, really by investing in leaders and organizations that are improving life outcomes for Black males across the nation. To learn more about becoming a sponsor or to purchase tickets, I want you to hop on over right now to blackmaleachievement.org. Blackmaleachievement.org. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Blazing Nation, what's good, y'all? Listen, I actually just finished probably one of the most difficult but most rewarding weeks of my year. Actually, this past Tuesday, had the opportunity to deliver a talk in front of a couple hundred people at Podcast Movement 2018. And by God's blessing and mercy and grace, was able to get up in front of a packed room and deliver a value-packed message that was well-received. And I just am so blessed and appreciative of the organizers, Dan and Jared, big ups. Appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity for the second year in a row to share my heart, share my message, share some mission feel with your audience. And it just felt so encouraged by everyone that came up over the course of that day and the rest of the week that I was there, just sharing how much they were just inspired and filled up with just inspiration to take the next step and to take action with developing a very targeted approach. I spoke about riches being in the niches and really having to target a specific someone with your message. And so it was terrific. I really enjoyed having that opportunity once again. Listen up, we're about a month away. I thought we were going to jump in back to live interviews in August, but I'm working through some things on my end and truthfully giving thought this weekend to really spending the month of August working through some product development. I am myself looking at ways to begin monetizing some of what I'm doing so that I can materialize and realize some dreams that I have as well and goals that I have for this year. So I'm going to continue this summer series for one more month and we'll jump into our entrepreneurship series, which is coming right as we get out of this summer time frame. I have some amazing episodes that we've already recorded that are ready for you. And I'm so excited once we get into that series to share that with you. So listen up, I am going to bring back a past episode. We're going to go upon a replay today and go back to, you know, after I've gone through this week, this past couple weeks of having to be mentally tough and just grind it out, I thought I would bring back probably the best guest we've had on the podcast today who talked about the power of showing up and being relentless and just mental toughness was the message and the theme of this episode. I'm referring to episode 52 with Dre Baldwin. I thought we'd bring this episode back and, you know, just allow you guys to take this in. Hope you enjoy and we'll catch up with some more information about where we're going with this entrepreneurship series in September. So enjoy the week and we'll talk again soon. Dre 
thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and being our featured guest. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. So, you know, we start all our episodes off from a place of gratitude. It allows us to kind of just refocus and retune and humble our mindset. So I want you to share with our audience what you're most grateful for in your life right now. What I'm most grateful for is the opportunity to spread a message. And that's not just my personal message, but for any person to spread their message. Some people's message is displayed through playing a game of baseball. Some people's message is through writing books. Some people's message is through posting videos on Instagram. Everyone has a message to display to the world because if you're alive, there is a destiny. There's a purpose you're on this planet for every single day, no matter how low your situation is. Each one of us needs to think of the fact that we are thankful for the opportunity to share whatever that gift may be, even if you haven't discovered it yet, even if you haven't been able to get it out there yet to someone else in the world, because there's someone out there thinking that they're alone. They're just waiting to hear your message. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to every single day reach at least one new person who hasn't heard me before with my message. That's awesome. So, Dre, first things first, you know, whenever I have someone with 200,000 followers across social media. I mean, you're everywhere. You're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, IG. For those listening, you know, Dre's done over 5,000 videos on YouTube that have generated more than 30 million views. And the marketing in me, Dre, you know, has got to take a pause and acknowledge that. So allow me to say congratulations <laughs> on a job well done, building Thank an you. amazing and engaging following over what, like a decade now, right? Yeah, it's been over a decade. Thank you. Dude, that's simply amazing. So as of today, you're the world's only mental toughness, confidence, and discipline expert. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, I want you to share with us what really ignited this path for you and why, why the niche that you've chosen. Well, the thing is, it wasn't like I woke up one day, Stephen, and just said, all right, I'm going to specialize in mental toughness, confidence, and discipline. It actually came from my background as an athlete. I coming from you know, the inner city in Philadelphia, we all we play sports. You play football in the streets, and then you play basketball at the park. Those are the only two sports pretty much everybody played. There was a field there at the park, but nobody was on it. There was a tennis court, but nobody was using it. Everybody was playing basketball, or you were in your driveway playing football. So I started out playing football, couldn't really afford the equipment. My family couldn't afford the equipment, so I moved on to baseball. Played that for a few years, but I didn't have really any talent. So then I finally moved on to basketball around age 14, and I was a terrible basketball player. And all the other players, especially if you think about a player who's going to become even a college player, let alone a pro player in basketball, they start pretty young. They start at age eight, nine, six, five years old playing basketball. So I was behind the curve. So a lot of my friends who were my age were a lot better than me. Even the younger kids are better than me. Even the female players were better than me when I started playing at age 14. And I figured the only idea I had at the time, because mind you, there's no YouTube I can go to to watch videos. There's no one I can email. There's no podcast for me to hook up. My dad didn't play basketball. He, My dad's 5'9". He's not a basketball player. I got a sister. She didn't play basketball. My mom's 5'7". She didn't play basketball. No one took me under their wing. So I figured the only way I can catch up to these other kids, just catch up, let alone get better than them, right. was to show up to the park when they weren't at the park. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone came to the park in the evenings around five, six o'clock. Everyone was out there playing full court games and everybody in the neighborhoods, the who's who of the neighborhood all at the park. But during the day in the summer times in Philadelphia, no one was out there because it's too hot. Right. It's 90, 95, 100 degrees out there on the asphalt. Nobody wanted to be out there. So I said, why don't I just come out there during that time and practice by myself? I didn't know how to practice, what to practice. There were no guidebooks. There was no online course. There's no smartphone for me to take with me so I can watch somebody else and then mimic them. Let me just keep showing up and see what I can learn, see what I can teach myself. And I just kept doing that because it's the only option I had. And eventually I started to catch up. Eventually I started to get a little bit better. I started to catch up to those players. And then I realized what my real talent was, which was just to keep showing up over and over and over and keep trying different things over and over and over again until something worked. When I realized that that was my number one talent in life, I just started applying that to basketball, which is the main thing I paid attention to even up through college. And my game continued to develop. And I went from age 14 starting in basketball to age 18 sitting on a bench as a high school senior to age 23 signing my first professional basketball contract. And that was all through, yes, I was blessed to be 6'4", while my dad's 5'9". And yes, (laughs) I was blessed to have basketball, the opportunities to play basketball, living three blocks away from the park where I grew up up at, but I also had to put in that work because there were plenty of players in my neighborhood who had more talent than me who didn't go as far as I went. Most of them didn't even play in college, let alone play in the pros. And that was because I kept showing up day after day after day. And once my basketball career was Once I decided my basketball career was going to end around 2014, 2015, I started looking at what I had done over the years. What were the the traits that led me to getting to where I got to? Absolutely, it was confidence. I had to build up my confidence and even be, quote unquote, overconfident, even what some people may call arrogant, Mm. because my confidence far outpaced my ability, far outpaced my achievements many times in life. I would say even to this very day, I would say it still does. I think it's a goal every person should have, because the only way you will achieve at a higher level than where you are at is to believe at a higher level than where you are at. And you must believe in yourself more than you believe in anyone or anything else. So I said confidence is definitely something that I needed. And I've mentioned already the discipline showing up day after day after day, even when nobody's telling you to show up, nobody's forcing you to show up. If you decided not to show up, no one would know and no one would care. But I kept showing up anyway. And then the mental toughness to keep showing up even after I got cut from the varsity basketball team as a junior, which is when most players get cut as a freshman, they quit. Then you got a few who quit basketball after getting cut as a sophomore. Then most players, if they don't make it as a junior, they're like, okay, obviously the the universe is telling me basketball is not the answer. So let me go find something else to do. I kept showing up. After I sat the bench as a senior in high school and they're a freshman playing more than I'm playing, I kept showing up. When I went to a Division three school for college, which for people who don't understand, Division one is stuff you see on TV. Division two are the guys that you probably won't hear about. And Division three are the people who are like, we play our games under the gym. OK, those after I played Division three basketball, I kept showing up. Even after I had to work for a quote unquote regular job for a year after getting out of school, I kept showing up. So that was the mental toughness. And with those three traits, I said, you know what? This is what it's all about. And since I already tell people work on your game, that's what I say all the time. It fits perfectly. So that's how all that came together. Those topics of mental toughness, confidence and discipline. Right. Wow. Dre, is there anything that you wish you knew before you began this journey as the coach and author that you've now become and social media sensation? Anything I wish I knew. I wish someone had told me what I tell young people all the time today, which is start investing in yourself as early as possible, Mm. meaning go and buy 
a book, one book every month or every time you get paid, however often you're getting paid. Listen to this podcast, the YouTube videos, the blogs, all this free stuff that you can listen to people who have already done what you want to do and acknowledge their experiences are completely free or $10, $20. Like, Take advantage, as much advantage of this as you possibly can because there's so much gold out there. No one has an excuse to be uninformed. So that's what I would tell my younger self. And that's great. You know, really have to take advantage of the resources we have in a digital media, you know, world that we are in Agreed. right now. So, you know, I want to continue to unleash some tips and wisdom on our trailblazers that are listening in. But Dre, no backstory is complete without sharing some of the roadblocks and challenges and failures that you had along the way. So I'd love for you to maybe tell us about a time that you fell short of a goal or objective of yours. Oh, man. Only one time. OK, <laughs> let me think of one. When I first started playing basketball. As I kind of alluded to a few minutes ago, I started playing at age 14. I was eighth grade going on into ninth grade, which is when many young people who are going to become college players or even star high school players, they've been playing for several years and they've been being groomed. But I knew I wanted to get into basketball somehow, some way, no ideas, no help, no one taking me under their wing. And I went and tried out for the high school basketball team as a freshman. Didn't make it. Tried out as a sophomore. Didn't make it. Now, going into my junior year, you got to understand, I'm 16 years old. I had just started taking this. I had bought this program that was supposed to help you jump higher. I bought it out of a magazine ad. I don't know if everyone remembers those. There would be an ad in the magazine. And if you liked the product, you would go get a money order for the amount of money it costs. And you would mail the money order to them. And without a, back then, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that they might just take my money and I would never hear from them again. But I mailed them the money order. They actually did send me the program. It was about a 20 page book to help you jump higher in basketball. And that program actually worked. So I started jumping higher. I age 16. I can actually dunk a basketball now. And I'm like, man, this is it. I know that when I get into tryouts, if I go dunk the ball, everybody's going to be talking about, wow, did you see that dunk Dre had at tryouts yesterday? And I know that's going to get the attention of the coach. And I also knew that the greatest player of all time, my favorite player to this very day, Michael Jordan, didn't make his high school basketball team until he was a junior. So I figured, listen, I'm still on track to be the greatest player of all time. All I got to do is go in there and dunk at tryouts and everything's set in stone. So I go to tryouts and a guy from a guy who was a year ahead of me, he was about the same height as me, didn't have as much talent as me, but he was a lot physically stronger than I was. This guy just, he backed me down basically in the paint. You think somebody like, I guess in today's game, somebody like Shaquille O'Neal, everyone remembers him. He wasn't dunking the ball, this kid, but he was just scoring on me because he was too strong for me to keep him from getting too close to the basket. So this guy scores on me about five, six, seven. Seven, eight times in a row in the tryouts in front of the coaches, in front of all the girls, in front of everybody trying out for the basketball team. So instead of me getting on the Michael Jordan path that day, I was the laughing stock of tryouts. Right. And everybody at school was talking about it the next day, even people who weren't there. Even people who didn't go to my school would see me weeks later and say, Dre, I heard what happened at tryouts. And at that point, for the next week, I was really considering what else could I do besides basketball? Because obviously after three straight years of trying this and then on the year that I was supposed to be doing my best, I actually did my worst. I figured this was a sign from the universe that this obviously is not meant to work out. So what I started doing for a week is I started, I was actually doing this practice in my mind. I had been doing it my entire life. And up until that point at age 16, this is 1998. I had, didn't have a name for it. I had never heard anyone describe it or discuss it, but it's called visualization. Mm-hmm. I had always visualized where I was going to be, who I was going to be, what I was going to do. And I had visualized an athlete up to that point. 
But obviously the universe was telling me that's not going to work out. So for a week, I started, I tried to reconstruct that vision. What else can I be? Maybe I could be a rapper. Let me go start writing some raps. That didn't work out. That didn't last long. Then I said, maybe I can do really good at school. Maybe I can just focus on school and get really good grades. And I don't know, get out of school and get a good job and live happily ever after. Now that didn't work out either. That didn't last long either. Every vision that I had, it came right back to playing basketball. But I'm confused. I'm looking at, I'm arguing with myself. Like, why does this vision keep coming back to basketball when obviously this is not working out? But I decided to give it one more try. I went and played for a local recreational league in my neighborhood at the park. Played for that team during my junior year of high school. I actually played very well on that team. And then my senior year, I finally made the basketball team. But even then, I sat the bench. I averaged two points per game as a senior in high school. So no one No one in that school, no one in my family, no one in my neighborhood, no one was looking at me and saying, this guy is going to go somewhere with basketball. Everyone pretty much figured, okay, you had your one year playing high school basketball. Congratulations. You made it. Okay. Now put the high tops away and go figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life because it ain't basketball. Obviously we can see that, but I decided to keep going with it. My game started to develop a little bit more. I started to grow into my body, grow into my talent over that summer, which was probably the most pivotal summer of my life that summer after high school, but before college. Wow. Right. So then I went to a, I walked on actually at a school that was two years athletically, but it was four years academically. So it wasn't a junior college. It was a regular four year school. But at the time you can only play basketball there for two years. I went there as a freshman and that summer while I was in the gym working out on my own, I met a guy who ended up recruiting me to an NCAA division three school. And the rest is kind of history. Not really, but I don't want to get too deep into just this one answer. But that was the time I would say during those high school years where it really wasn't working out. And I was really questioning what my life was going to be about because I really couldn't come up with another vision. Wow. So let's leap forward for a little bit here. I know you've got this platform that you've built now, but tell us what you're really passionate about doing now today in your day to day. What I'm most passionate about doing today is the same thing that I've been doing since I started being on the internet in 2005. And that's empowering my audience empowering meaning, not just giving you something that's going to motivate you, not just entertaining you at times, not just giving you a bunch of information and not just sharing my stories and experiences and opinions and the things that I know to be true that may help you down the line. When I say empowering, what I mean is I want to give you enough that the questions that you have for me today, five years from now, someone else is asking you and you're providing the answers. Right. Empowering meaning I want to put you in a position that you're going to look at my stuff now. And this is something that happens to me to this very day. I get 24 year old kids coming to me and they say, hey, Dre, listen, I just got my first job in IT sales. I just got out of college two years ago. But when I was 16, 17 in high school and I thought I was going to the NBA, I used to watch this stuff every day, man. And the stuff I want to tell you that the stuff that I learned from you back then, even though I don't play basketball anymore, still applies to my life to this very day. Wow. The motivational things you said, the stuff about discipline, the stuff about showing up every single day, that mental toughness I developed, just listening to your message every day. That stuff still applies to me this very day. And they tell me, I tell my little brother, he's 12 years old. I say, hey, I know there's a million guys doing basketball on YouTube now, but listen, watch this guy because he his stuff is not just basketball. It's life stuff that matters to everybody. So the main goal I have now, the main passion when it comes to an audience is to empower as many people as possible so that when they become super successful, they can say, listen, when I was 21, when 
I was 27, when I was 16, I was watching this guy online or listening to this guy named Dre all day. And the stuff that he shared really helped me get through this difficult situation, helped me get through college, helped me get through not making a basketball team all through high school, helped me get through my first business failing, helped me get through those challenging times in my life. And I'm glad I had that guy around, even though I never met him before because he was a virtual mentor to me. Love that, man. Let's maybe carry this forward. How are you using social media? Because you're now a veteran, right? You're, you're like a godfather in, <laughs> in YouTube, right? So how are you successfully in 2016? What strategies are you using in social and digital today to be able to achieve that vision and that goal of being able to empower others? Well, number one thing is to get in front of as many people as possible, have as many people listening to you or watching you or reading you as possible. There are some people out there who only really consume videos. That's all they do. They watch maybe Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. They don't do a lot of reading. They don't listen to podcasts. Then you have people who only listen to podcasts. Maybe they don't have time. They may have kids, so they don't have time to sit down and look at a YouTube video or watch a live stream. But when they're driving or they're washing the dishes or they're taking care of their kids, they can have a podcast and the earbud in one of their ears, the other ear open. So they're listening. Then you have people who like to read. There are people who maybe they write for a living and maybe they work at a desk where they have a lot of downtime. So they're just on their computer reading all day. So they may want to find a good blog or some good books. So I want to make sure I'm available on every platform. That's why I like to write. That's why I write every single day. I record things video wise every single day. I have a podcast that comes out every single day. So I want to be on every platform that's out there so that I can be in front of as many people as possible. Now, while I'm in front of those people, while I'm on those platforms, I want to make sure I'm consistently producing content. So as I said, I do I blog. I have something coming out on my website every single day, podcast every day, YouTube videos every single day, live streaming almost every day. Wow. And then all the new platforms, I always make sure I jump on them. So I'm on Snapchat heavily. I use Instagram every day. I'm tweeting every day. So I'm on every platform to make sure that wherever people are, I'm there. Now, if my message happens to not be for them, that's fine. But it's not because I'm not available. Let's put it that way. I want to make myself available to as many people as possible on every possible platform. That's awesome. You know, but I can almost hear some of my listeners, some of the folks listening, you know, making an argument to say, well, you know, you happen to time social just right. You have hundreds of thousands of followers, right? Tens of Mm -hmm. millions of views. And you have the time now to be able to do all of this. So for someone who's maybe working a full-time gig, trying to start a side hustle toward their goals and their passion, you know, let's maybe start to begin to frame the right mindset needed to take that leap forward. Where do you begin, as you would say, to work on our game? Okay. Number one thing is we have to find out what is the message this person is sharing? What is the value that you're bringing to the marketplace that's not already there? Because there needs to be a void being filled. What need are you taking care of? So the first question is, what is your message about? Because when you're clear on what your message is about, usually it's something that number one, you care about because you have some experience in it. You have some passion about it. Number two, you have some experience. As I just said, you've been in it. You've been doing it for some time because it's your expertise. You probably have to have been doing it. And number three, you know a lot about this topic because that's the only way you're going to get passionate. And if you do something long enough, even if you hate it, you're going to know a lot of stuff about it. So now once you're clear on what that topic is, now you need to sit down and brainstorm. You need to take everything out of your brain that you know about that topic and get it down on paper. Put it in Evernote, write it down by hand if that's what you like to do. Whatever way you like to take notes, write down every single thing you know about that topic. And what I'm explaining to you here is the exact process that I used to start that 5,000 videos that I have on YouTube. I said to myself, listen, I'm going to the gym every day. I go to the gym every day, even when I didn't own a camera. 
But now that I'm here on YouTube and I can start to build maybe an audience doing this, let me just write down every single thing that I've ever done to work on my game in basketball. And I mean every single thing. And now every day I'm going to go in the gym, I'm going to take my camera and I'm going to record at least one of them every single day. And I'm not talking a 30 minute production with two day back end editing. I'm talking 30 second to two minute videos with very little editing done on free software that comes with your computer and then uploading it straight to YouTube. That's how I started. Now you can take that same idea, whatever you recorded on video, now write it down. Now you have a blog post. Now you can take that same idea and explain it audio wise. Now you have a podcast. Right. And now you can take a hundred of those videos, a hundred of those videos that you wrote out. Now you have a book and you can just keep expanding this. You can crawl. They call it, what do they call it? Cross. I forget the word cross, cross not cross channel. promotion, but yeah. uh, it's a certain term that I'm not thinking of It's slipping my mind. But when I think of it, I'll say it. But taking that same piece, that same idea, and you can spread it across every different type of platform and it can expand into everything. Right. So as long as you're an expert on something, you know a lot about something, you can do this on all platforms. Now, I love that, man. And that's so true. I mean, that's so real. Like, you don't. there's no excuses to not being able to do that, right? There's no need for money. And it takes very little time once you kind of have that framework in place. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. What advice would you give to the aspiring trailblazer that's wanting to really rise above the norm in the coming mm-hmm. year? Well, anyone who wants to rise ahead in 2017, the coming year, you need to start today. You need to get a jump start because anyone who decides on January 1st, now I'm going to work harder. Now I'm going to start building this business. Now I'm going to fill in the blank. Whatever it is that people come up with, they're going to do in a new year. If you wait till January 1st, you're already losing a race because you're running with all the regular people. You're running with all the people who who are in the middle of the pack. And you don't want to be caught in the middle of the pack because even if you win the race, only people you beat are are the normal, the average people. You got to start now. You got to start ahead of the pack. So when January 1st hits, you already have your feet moving. You're already sprinting on the treadmill while everybody else is walking and getting themselves warmed up. So that's the first thing. I wanted to ask you, you have so many different platforms that you're in, and I'm sure your approach with as many follows as you have, there's a lot of noise, right? How are you able to make decisions to be able to separate what's essential, like what's most important from the non-essentials? When you say noise, you mean coming from my audience, talking directly to me or someone else? Your audience, people trying to partner with you, all these different platforms that you're on and trying to separate just the busyness of it all. Well, the number one thing is I keep myself as open as possible. Do you? Usually when, yeah, as open as possible. Someone comes to me and says, hey, Dre, would you be a guest on my podcast? I'll almost always say yes. Actually, I don't think I've ever said no when someone asked me to be a guest because there's someone listening to their podcast who's never heard of me. So that's helping me reach my objective of reaching as many ears as I possibly can. When it comes to people engaging with my content, let's say me doing a live stream video or posting something on any platform and people leave comments. If someone goes as far as to leave a comment, I always at least look at what the comments are and I reply to almost every single comment that I get, depending on the platform. The only platform where I sometimes don't reply to every single comment is YouTube. The YouTube comment section can get kind of crazy. But overall, I still read and reply. I've read and replied to more comments than anybody on YouTube, any YouTuber in history, I would venture to guess. So I try to stay as connected as possible to an audience. And I want people to know that they can reach me directly. When it comes to my business, I want people to know that they can reach me directly. And when they get something with my name on it, they're getting it from me directly and it has my stamp on it. So that's important to me. 
So, you know, we're going to get set to wrap up, but before we do, you know, our audience loves to hear your resources and tools that you're using on a day-to-day. So, you know, I'd love for you to maybe share, you know, a couple of books that you've read that have inspired you most. Okay, great. I'll give you five. Is that all right? Can I give you five? Number one, I'll give you The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. That is my favorite book of all time. It is exactly as it it sounds 48 chapters, each one of them giving you a different law of power. So anyone who's listening to this, if you feel like there is some area of your life or multiple areas of your life in which you don't have as much power as you would want to have, read the 48 laws. I guarantee, and this Robert Greene says this in the introduction, is you are violating at least one of those 48 laws. And that's the reason why you don't have the power that you want. And I've read that book a hundred times. Number two book, The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Now, I know everyone knows of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is the best-selling business book of all time. But Think and Grow Rich was actually derived from a book called The Law of Success, which was written nine years earlier in 1929 before Think and Grow Rich came out in 1938. The Law of Success is basically, you can fit Think and Grow Rich in The Law of Success. And the great thing about Napoleon Hill is that, as I just told you, the dates, the book was written almost 100 years ago, but you can read it today and it sounds like someone just wrote it. It's written in very plain English. It is very straightforward. You can't tell where this guy is from, if this guy is a a certain religion, if he's from a certain background. It's straightforward. Anyone who can understand English can read that book and will learn it. And it is exactly as it says. It is the laws of success in life. Anything you want to achieve success-wise in life is covered in detail, not just what, but how, when, where, and why, all covered in the law of success. Number three, is Relentless, and that's by Tim Grover. Tim Grover, for those who don't know, was Michael Jordan's personal trainer during his basketball career. And Tim Grover wrote his book, Relentless, is really about, is a leadership book, is a mental toughness book, is a discipline book. And Grover uses examples of what he's, basketball players he's worked with, not only Michael Jordan, but also Dwayne Wade and also Kobe Bryant in the second half of Kobe Bryant's career were his personal clients. And he talks about the traits needed, the disciplines needed, the principles you must follow if you're going to push yourself at the way, the level that a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, and if you ask any basketball fan, the last two generations of basketball players, at least before Kobe retired, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were always revered as the hardest working guys always the guys who worked harder than anybody else who were playing in the league since 1984 when Jordan came in the league. That's 30 plus years. These been the two hardest working guys. Grover worked directly with both of them. So he knows a lot of principles of hard work and success and the mindset that fuels it. It's not just hard working, but it's a mindset that goes into it. So what is that? Is that three books? Yes. Book number four is called The 10X Rule. That is by Grant Cardone. Now, Grant Cardone is a, he really specializes in talking about sales, but this book is about multiplying everything by 10 when it comes to your effort levels, your energy, and your expectations. And expectations meaning not only what you expect to get from life, but what you will need to give in order to get it. Because many people underestimate, I think we all can relate, we've estimated, okay, I'm going to do this project, it's going to take me a month, and it ends up taking a year. Or you think you're going to take care of some, you're going to start a new website, it's going to take you three weeks, it takes you three months. Or maybe you're still working on it to this very day. So the 10X rule is about not only multiplying your goals, multiplying your what you want from life, but also what you need to give in order to get it. It's a good motivational book. Reading the 10X rule or even listening to the audio book will get you thinking bigger just by listening to it, just the energy in the book. And the number five book I'll give you will go back to Robert Greene. This is a book he co-authored with my favorite rapper, a guy by the name of 50 Cent. The book is called The 50th Law. 
And that book is 10 Rules About Being Completely Fearless, is what Robert Greene said when he did the book, was he sat and met with 50 and he shadowed 50 for about a week or two. And the number one trait he noticed about 50 Cent was that the guy was just completely fearless. And I guess that's the kind of mindset you cultivate when you have somebody shoot nine bullets into you from point blank range and you don't die. What is it you could possibly be afraid of? And the whole premise of the book is... No, you don't need to get shot nine times to be fearless like 50, but you must make it a choice instead of having it forced upon you as 50 did. And that book, again, those are my top five. Those are five books. Those are my Bible. I've read and reread each one of those books at least 15 times. Wow. That's great, Dre. Dre, what's something small that you've done this month that you're proud of? Something small I've done this month that I'm proud of. Hmm. Something small I've done this month is I finished a book, actually read Grant Cardone's newest book called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And one of the things he talks about in that book is if you're going to build a big business, if you really want to do big things business-wise, you can't do it alone. You got to have a team. You got to have the best people and the investments that you make in your people will multiply themselves by 10 in what you get back. And it reminded me, though I have a team of people who work with me, I need more people. I need more talented people. I need to make more of an investment in those people because the only way I'm going to go further. And as we've talked about already, I do so many things. I have my hands in so many things, but I'm not the best. I'm not the most talented at all of those things. So there's definitely someone out there who could do the job better than me, take that off of my hands and leave me to do what I do best. And that's the only way anyone's going to really move forward forward quickly in businesses to empower other people to be on your team with you, not just try to do it all by yourself. And when he said it, it made so much sense. I guess it's not so much a small thing, but is an idea, is the thought that I had that changed the way I was thinking about things is the answer to your question. Absolutely. I love that. Dre, tell us the name of uh, an online resource. Could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day and you just can't live without it. I really love Slack. Really? I didn't use Slack much until around about September or October of this year. But once I started using it, it helped save my sanity because my Gmail inbox was getting out of control (laughs) on back and forth. And you know, those email strings, for anyone who uses Gmail, you know, you got like you and this other person have exchanged 65 messages and you got to go back through and try to figure out where was the attachment and who said what. But Slack is great. It's kind of like instant messaging, but it keeps everything in one app. Everything is neat and tidy. You can bounce between teams, bounce between private conversations. You can share files, share links. It's perfect. So I love Slack. Yes. And I'm glad it's free. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Dre, I'm listening to you, man. You're a ball of wisdom. And, you know, we haven't even gotten into you being an author and all the books you've written. And I find myself at the end of this conversation, you know, trying to understand your why. I'm really puzzled by how you do so much, man. And you just, you're, you're a young guy. With a mm. ball of wisdom. Like, why? What's pushing I, you? I have many motivations. I mean, one of them, as I spoke about earlier, is to empower as many people as possible. And another one is to make sure that everything that I have in me, I get it out so that other people can benefit from it. Other people can learn from it. Other people can be empowered by it. And to make sure I'm putting it out there in as many different ways through as many different avenues to reach as many different people. Because there are some people who don't 
watch YouTube. So uh, they need to read books. And there's some people who only watch videos. So I got to be there. There's some people who just want to hear that audio. And maybe who knows, 10 years from now, everything will be virtual reality. So I'm going to have to be there. So I want to get everything that I know, everything that I've experienced, all my opinions, all my knowledge, all of that stuff out into formats, which other people can consume so that a hundred years from now, the same way we're sitting here talking about Napoleon Hill and everybody's heard of this guy, even though none of us met him, probably. I want people to be talking about, I want people to be mentioning my name because we're all going to be dead a lot longer than we're going to be alive. So I want to leave a legacy behind in my name so that people are talking about me even when I'm no longer around and they're talking me up even though they never met me before because they know the value that they got from something that I created in 2016 or 2007 or 2012 is still providing benefit to them in the year 3000. That is a major motivation for me. So all the knowledge that I have, all the ideas that I have, anyone that hasn't come to fruition yet, that means I need to get up in the morning and get to work. So is that the fuel that is pushing you beyond your comfort zone, if you will, to be able to always be seeking more wisdom, to be able to have your cup full to pour back out to others? Absolutely. is That's something that matters to me. And I also want to make sure that is it clear? I want people to understand that there's a clear difference between what Dre Baldwin has brought to the table in all platforms versus what any other person, any fill in the blank person you can name has brought to the table. Because, yeah, somebody else may have YouTube, but they didn't write any books. Somebody else may do live streaming, but they didn't play basketball. And someone else may do this, but they didn't do this other thing. So I'm going to make sure that I'm in as many places as possible so that wherever you look, you're going to see my name. Same way you see Google, you see Coca-Cola, you see Starbucks every corner. I want you to see my name wherever you look if you're talking those topics that I focus on. Dre all day, people. Dre all day. This is good. Dre, I'd love to invite you as we we wrap up here. I want to invite you to share one action that all these aspiring trailblazers should commit to this week to help them blaze their trail. Absolutely. Get a pen and paper, or if you prefer digital, open a notes app on your tablet or, or your smartphone, Evernote, whatever you got, and write, send an email to yourself, doesn't matter, and start writing down every single thing you know about the area in which you are most knowledgeable. So if you are a, you know, basket weaving, then write all the best products to make baskets, the needles you use, the threads, the different colors, where to buy the stuff from, how to actually make it, how much time does it take, who you learn from, what are some great resources, what stores, what arts and craft stores to go buy stuff from. Write down the topic title of every single thing you know about the area of expertise in which you are the most expert in of just what you know. So whatever's number one for you, everybody has a number one something, whatever it is. I don't care if it's procrastinating. If that's what you're an expert in, then write it down. Write down everything you know about it. And once you see how many items you have, all right, there you have your YouTube channel, there you have your blog posts, there you have your podcast, there you have your first book, there you have your first online course, which you can sell. There you have a workshop, there you have a keynote speech. Whatever it is you haven't put out yet with the excuse of you don't know what to talk about, the problem is now solved. Dre, you know you're coming back on the podcast, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we even start talking about the separation of what is free from what is sold. <laughs> oh, I'd love to talk about that. So stay tuned, people. <laughs> Dre, tell us before we wrap up here, tell us how we can stay connected to you. My website is, I'll give you three places. My personal website, everything you want to know about me, probably more, is dreallday.com. All my programs, books, courses, you can find at workonyourgameu for university, workonyourgameu.com. And I'll give you one social media is Snapchat. My Snapchat is at Dre Baldwin. But if you go to any of those platforms, you'll see where else I'm at or just Google me. I'm all over the internet. 
appreciate that, Dre. Dre, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate the wisdom, man. You're a young guy with just an old soul, man. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I'm, I appreciate it. Thank I'm you very much for having me. To, yeah, man, most definitely. I'm excited to kind of see where career and your journey takes you in the years ahead. So we'll definitely stay in touch with you. And we're happy that you're now part of the Trailblazer family. Most definitely. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.